Hello, everyone. Thank you all for all your support so far in this lovely journey. Um, I want to thank those who have reached out to me and have given me uh, a lot of useful feedback. Um, for example, I did not know I stopped and made a lot of pauses. I am going to cut that shit out and uh, see if I can get a little bit more easy on the flow. Also, I realized that every time I listen to myself, I sound kind of tired and all this. That's usually because I just either finished working out and I'm exhausted or it's because I um, am recording super late at night. Or just because I'm being a wimp. Anyway, I'm going to try to make this one a little bit more energetic and a little bit more flowy. Mm. This podcast in particular... Um, is a lot in terms of something that's very personal to me. Um, I thought, since a lot of people were asking, oh, why do you have your dog as your cover of your podcast? Um, it's, it has kind of a almost, no, not kind of almost, it, it has a symbolic meaning to me um, from the standpoint of, at this point in time, I realized that that's when my life kind of went completely uh, 180 and so I felt like at that point in time I felt like that's where the last time where I um, I would let something that traumatic um, happen to me where I would just kind of spin out of control um, so this one like I put on on social media this one was definitely something very hard to record. Um, I had to stop many times and I had to edit a lot of things out. Um, no worries, no crying here, so uh, that was after. Um, but anyway, uh, this in particular, I'm just telling you just to kind of give you uh, a, a real life example, a more recent example of something that I went through personally where I acted irrational and um, by me doing that I uh, had to pay the consequences um, and hopefully people out there who um, you know maybe acted irrational you know didn't have to pay the consequences just yet you know just 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 kind of one of those things where hey you know you better watch yourself because eventually people will, even your loved ones, will get, you know, kind of tired. And they won't want or accept that negative energy that you keep putting out. So that's the reasoning behind all that. Um, without further ado, let's get this bitch started. song you know when you uh make a podcast and you want to put all the cool you know songs and bangers on it uh you can't because you gotta pay royalty fees and i'm broke as a joke so i can't pay any royalty fees so i had to get music that uh is cheap and actually this one's free and it took a long time to find that song and uh Thank God I found it, because uh, a lot of people like it. So, good for that. Um, anyway. So, uh, this podcast, like I said, is going to contain something very personal. Um, please, I don't need the pity. I don't need the sympathy. I don't need any of that. That's I'm the last person that deserves any of that. I'm the last person that deserves any mercy or forgiveness or any of that. Um, it's, 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 I've paid these consequences for my actions. Um, and that's just, that's just 
part of growing up, you know. That's just part of it is, you know. That's not, no one should get a pass, no matter, even if you have a mental illness, you know. No one, no one can walk this earth without having, you know, um, paying some type of repercussion. So that's pretty much the only reason why I'm um, laying this out there, just in case if there's someone out there who, um, either has a loved one or is that person that has just been constantly negative and just wants to snap out of their shit. Uh, and to my listeners who do have, or who, uh, I don't even know what I'm saying, who um, don't have to deal with these types of issues, I promise you eventually um, we will get into lighter topics and eventually... I'll bring in other people where we can just laugh around and have a good time. But for right now, this is kind of like my goal, my theme, my journey. Or not journey, but this is kind of my mission I want to accomplish to reach out to people out there and show that um, it's okay to admit to admit these kinds of things and it's okay to go seek help and it's okay um, to, to admit that you've made these types of mistakes and have ad- acted irrational. Um, the important part here is that you have, you know, analyzed and focused on the hows, what's and whys, and uh, are now acting on it. That's the important part here. You know, we've all done stupid things. You know, we've all hurt many people that we love. So it's just one of those things. And also a big thing is um, as a male, um, as a man, um, show that it's okay to have feelings. Um, and it's okay to, you know, be low and it's okay to have depression, suicidal and not always be seen as constantly strong. It's okay to be vulnerable as a, as a man. And I also want to thank, um, Drake, Kid Cudi and The Weeknd for putting music out there for us guys to be in our fields and always, uh, remind us that sometimes it's okay to text our exes. But anyway, um... So let's uh, fully dive in here. Uh, I know I kind of already put the whole intro song, so no point in me putting it back on. So anyway, this story um, pretty much sets a year, I'll say January 2020. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. At the time, you know, January 2020... You think to yourself, new year, new me, you know, write out a list of all these lovely things I want to accomplish. I want to write out, you know, okay, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do all these lovely things. Sorry, I get thirsty. I'm going to do all these lovely things, you know. I'm going to get my shit together and I'll see how many friends really, you know, Hold me accountable. How many friends are like laughing at me when I say I'm finally gonna go to the gym? You know, that's when you really can tell who the who the faker, who the fake friends are. But anyway, so at the time I was with um, my girl at the time. Um, I hate using the word ex, even though I just said it like a few minutes ago. But uh, anyway, my girl at the time. Um, you know, we were writing our goals. And we were like, okay, we're going to do this and this and that. At the time, um, I was in college at Purdue. uh, And I was a computer engineer major, like I've said before. And so um, originally it was planned that I was going to graduate in um, December 2020. But uh, I was encouraged to load up my course schedule that semester so that I could graduate in the summer. Just finish all my engineering courses in the spring and then just take one or two science electives, you know, the stupid um, unnecessary classes that they made you take. Uh, But it kind of worked out for me because at the time, um, I mean, I still kind of am, but um, I'm interested in going to the medical field and involving the medical field I'd have to take chemistry anatomy to get into medical school or nursing or whatever um 
still trying to figure out the medical school part, but uh, as of right now, nursing um, or trying to get any software job. So I'm kind of still in the middle of that. But anyway, or real estate, that sounds fun too. Anyway, okay, I'm going off rails. So um, so we were, go, we're writing all these ideas and, you know, we're getting excited that, okay, um, th- this year is going to be our year. You know, we kind of ended 2019 on a bad note. Um, dealt with the loss in the family and it, it kind of took a toll and we were ready just to kind of flip the switch and uh, really um, start controlling our destiny in 2020. We were tired of uh, living this college life of, uh, you know, these past six years of us constantly, um, what's the word, constantly um, feeling stuck. We were tired of feeling stuck. And we had a couple uh, rough patches here and there. So our relationship was kind of, you know, we were ready to just change it up. Um, And in terms of school, um, I was just ready to be done so that I can finish and just move on with the next phase of my life. You know, seven years in, uh, seven years trying to get a stupid bachelor's degree. I'm exhausted. She's exhausted. Uh, we just want to start our life, you know. Um, I get a job, um, you know, house um, or apartment, and we just start our lives as an, as an adult couple and finally end this college couple shit, okay? So there's a lot of pressure here uh, from my end, not in terms of commitment, but just like, okay, you know what? Um, I got to get these grades. And as a computer engineer student, I was always a DCB student. Uh, And mostly C's and B's. And I say that because most of the time I had to do some shady shit to kind of get through. But hey, I had to do what I had to do, guys. I mean, I can't keep taking out loans seven years. I, I had to pass these courses. All right, and I realized that at the time I probably should have changed major, but uh, uh, I heard software engineers made a lot of money, so, and I was always good with technology, so I said, fuck it, why not? But that's a uh, story for a different day. I'll go into that later um, on why that was such a uh, weird match for me. Um, I mean, I'm still not closing the door on it because I still find that stuff kind of interesting. But uh, anyway, um, so, you know, as the, as the year goes on, um, you know, we get all these weird things. You know, Kobe Bryant died. I mean, shit. Uh, you got uh, this weird China virus, you know, that Donald Trump is calling uh, this COVID-19 come in um i believe last year we also had what uh, australian fires right i think um and then we had another huge event killer bees or no what was it i don't remember but it was it was you know it was a weird start to the year um i had uh my classes were kicking my ass i was taking like 17 credit hours of engineering which at purdue is hell um it was major hell, guys. I couldn't sleep. I barely slept. Um, and I had senior design, so I was like, Ugh. I mean, senior design was fun. It was probably one of the only classes that I enjoyed as a computer engineer major. I liked the creativity and just having my own syllabus. That was fun. Anyway, um, so, like, the pressure was, like, setting in. Uh, like, I was super stressed. And at the time, I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to graduate, and um, after I graduate, I know I have to pop the big question eventually, right? Relationship seven years in, it's coming, and, you know, I wasn't afraid. I was fully, um, I completely felt it with my heart that it was 100% something I, more than 100%, 200% that I wanted to do. So that was in my plan, so it all kind of just depended on, I had to pass these courses, (laughs) I had to pass these courses. I had to get a job. Um, I was applying for jobs, and I was preparing for jobs outside of school work, interviewing, um, 
failing interviews horribly. Uh, I cannot do technical assessments or technical interviews. Leak code, if you guys have heard of it, uh, it's just horrible. Anyway, um, I had to pretty much jumble everything. I had, you know, identity crisis. I'm like, oh my God, why did I choose this as my career path? I kind of want to do medical. And um, for seven years, that's just something I kind of battled. I kind of overlapped, not kind of, I obsessively overlapped my identity with my career, which um, is an issue within itself. I mean, we shouldn't stereotype or limit ourselves just to our job title. I mean, just because you're, you're a nurse doesn't mean um, you have to limit yourself just to nursing things. I mean, I don't even know what just nursing things are, but like, or in an engineer, you know, just because you're a computer engineer doesn't mean all you do is play League of Legends or always on the computer. I mean, shit, you work out, you get, um, you go hiking, I don't know, you record music, I don't know, just, you know what I'm saying? It's just, we sometimes set ourselves, um, those types of limits but anyway another big thing that was weighing on me is like well i'm a first generation student like and these loans aren't cheap you know i'm paying all of this out of pocket and and this loan is a private loan so i i can't afford to go any further and my whole family's kind of like depending on me and they're just kind of waiting uh you know it's funny because at every family party they're like oh how long do you have and my always default answer was, oh, two years. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> it's been two years, five years ago. <laughs> you know, it, it's just like, okay. Um, but let's, let's get this bitch going. Um, though I had that type of pressure. School, first generation, something I'll talk about later on. Um, yeah, school identity crisis uh type of confusion of like oh shit i'm failing my classes i'm getting bad grades you know the semester's you know already six weeks in six seven weeks in i'm failing all my classes doing horribly except in senior design um why did i do this major i don't know but you know all it and just failing um and also software engineer interviews make it even worse during this time i've had google ones um uh, where i just failed completely and amazon ones where i just failed completely uh multiple times with the same company um but yeah man it just started getting to me and just it breaks my heart just how much i just reflected and how much I just anger and how much hate was deep in my heart and just not even towards her or towards everyone around me but just towards myself and I just within my hate I started reflecting it into the relationship I started reflecting into everything I did for some whatever reason I would look at a squirrel and say fuck you squirrel you know or, or I would um look around me at my peers and be like, fuck you, you know, you don't know anything, you know, it's just, I started hating everything, I would slam my laptop, I would um, throw my books, I would um, make a huge ruckus, oh, my roommates were horrible, they were messes, my car would constantly break down, it's either a flat tire or the battery would die, um, I would have to walk 40 minutes or 30 minutes in the cold, uh, and then get back to my car and we're in a fucking polar vortex and the battery's dead and I'm by myself and it's 11 PM and I got to school at 6:30 in the morning. <laughs> and it was those things, those days, everything would just add on. I had 20 million anxiety attacks in one day. My depression would come at me. Um, everything, all my flaws were so magnified and I let, I let it eat me. I let it destroy me. 
And as someone who deals with anxiety, depression, anything, me in particular, anything gets to me. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to act like I'm big tough. I mean, yeah, I've learned to have thicker skin. Um, but for whatever reason, if it if it's school or career-wise, those are my touchy points. If it's those two things, and obviously relationship, I mean, we're all pretty much affected with relationship. Um, but evolving outside of those, it's it's always been those two. And it's, it's, this is also kind of inappropriate of me or me not showing the right toward, not how do I say this? Me not focusing enough on the relationship and me always putting my career and myself over the relationship. That's something else that I completely was immature of doing. Um, I just, for whatever reason, my goal was to always, you know, okay, I got to figure myself out. I got to figure myself out. I got to figure myself out. Because if I don't figure myself out, how am I going to get a, an apartment? How am I going to get an apartment? How am I going to move out with her? How how am I going to be able to support her? How are we going to be, how am I going to be able to support this family? What family? I don't know. We, we don't even have kids. We haven't even moved in together. But it doesn't matter because I need to get a job. I have to get a job. I have to get a good paying job. So, you know, I can um, don't have to worry about anything, pay loans, I gotta do good in school, I gotta do good in school, I gotta do good in school, oh my god, I just failed, why did I just fail, I studied all night, I practiced all night, I asked for help, why, 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 that was just constantly going in my head, every day I woke up at Purdue, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the campus experience, I wish I would have done it earlier, um, but for whatever reason, um, like I said, I dropped out. Wish I didn't, but it's too late for all of that now. Um, I guess b- even being at Purdue, it even made me, at the age I was, 24, 25, being with, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds, even 18-year-olds, it was a very humbling and, from my side, a very degrading experience. I know that sounds pretty egotistical, but it was just kind of weird, you know, seeing all your peers, you know, families, married, um, kids, and me just being, me and my girl at the time being stuck for seven years in this college life, and we just wanted to move on. That's all we wanted. (laughs) You know, she was tired of it. I was tired of it. I mean, shit, man. Like, let's get a move on, you know? Let's kind of catch up with everyone. It's it's annoying playing catch up, which, I mean, let me just say this. It's not the correct way to think, but, I mean, after seven years, (sighs) come on, you know? (laughs) Let's hurry up. And it's all, it was all on me. And I was like, let's hurry up. Uh, so, point being, stress got to me. Um, I did some stupid irrational. Um, grass is greener on the other side type of deal. And just felt like I had to go through this stupid stress on my own. And... Uh, Broke up, and uh, then I came to my senses, said, okay, I'm being stupid, I'm being irrational. Um, oh, what, what was that? Anyway, uh, being stupid, irrational, I was like, okay, let's, let's, this is stupid, I'm being stupid. Um, so, uh, the relationship's kind of on thin ice, got back together. Um, but the relationship's on thin ice, and um, semester continues, and I'm still getting my ass smacked, or my cheeks clapped, or whatever. It wasn't good. Whatever analogy you want to use, I was getting some something was getting clapped, and I wasn't doing the clapping. Uh, well, anyway, whatever. Um, it man, it was so stressful, and I just can't imagine the amount of pain I put the other person in from my seven years stress, and it just all kind of tumbling constantly 
So, spring break arrives. This is two, three weeks later. This is mid-March. COVID's hitting. Everyone's confused. Um, and I just failed an exam, and I just failed an interview. Um, and I had a Google one coming up. I think I failed the Amazon one, and I think I had a Google one the week after. Um, yeah, the week after spring break, so I was like, okay, I'm going to relax, study, and I'm going to figure things out. I'm going to get home. You know, I'm excited. Talk with my girl. We're going to, you know, chill out, have fun. Yeah, I'm still, we're both still kind of walking on thin ice, or I'm walking on thin ice um, after my grass is greener on the other side and thinking I'm all macho and needed to go life solo and playing the victim uh, in a relationship. Um, and I feel that all guys do this. Um, you think grass is greener on the other side. Um, for whatever reason, you act irrational, you reflect, you do all the stupid shit. And congratulations, you are wearing clown makeup in front of the mirror. Because that's exactly what I look like and that's exactly how I look like now. But anyway... Um, so, um, we just want a break, right? Spring break's here. Spring break's here. At the time, I had three dogs, three beautiful doggies. Lasso, Apso, um, Chihuahua, Black Chihuahua. Oh, the Lasso, Apso was Willow. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying her breed name right. Um, a Chihuahua, Lilo, black one, and then a Chimini, Luigi. Um, beautiful doggies. Um, and then I had Lilo with me, and Luigi stayed with my sister at Purdue, so I saw both of them all the time. I just didn't ever get to see Willow because Willow was at home. So Lilo is kind of like you know how every dog or well I don't know about big dogs but mostly chihuahuas kind of latch on to one person right um and Lilo latched on to me Luigi latched on to my sister and Willow was supposedly belonging to my dad so this was my dad's beautiful little baby girl um, that made him, um, softer than ever. I mean, he's pretty much, he's as emotionless as a robot sometimes, and, uh, uh, Willow, for whatever reason, brought all the softness in him, which was nice to see. Um, we had Willow for like two years. So, um, whoa, came out a little loud. Anyway, um, spring break's coming, or it's here, Friday night, and I'm deciding whether or not I want to go home um, that Friday night, or um, wait till Saturday morning to come home. I had some last-minute things to do, so I s decided to stay Friday night, um, finish those things up, and I actually got done early. No, I was thinking to myself, and by early I mean it was like 8 p.m. I was thinking to myself, ah, should I wait or should I just go home? And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go home, get all this thing started, and then tomorrow me and my girl will probably get breakfast or do something and we'll just do whatever we want. Um, and um, like, okay. Let's uh, do that. Uh, you know, we've had a rough time. Uh, we just need a break. We just need to take a week off from everything and just kind of recollect ourselves. So I think that's the best bet. So that's what I did. And uh, drove home. I was excited to see Willow. 
I had my dog, Luigi and my sister were already home. Um, FaceTimed on the way home. Um, I had the black screen on and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going through some tunnels. I can't hear you. I'll be home eventually. Eventually they caught on. They showed me Willow. Um, I was like, oh, I'll be there soon, Willow. Um, I told my girl that, hey, I'm coming home and I'll just see you tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I get there, talk with the rentals, you know, um, and, uh, so I would, um, So I got in the habit uh, every Friday morning or Thursday night to go on Spotify and check all the new music that would come out. And uh, at Friday, it was uh, Jay-Z and Jay Electronica's album. I was like, oh, I'll listen to this later. I was listening to something else on my way home. I think it was a Joe Rogan or some podcast or Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast or some shit like that. I don't remember. So I was like, I'll just listen to this tomorrow or some shit. And, uh, so like I said, I got home, talked to the parents, everything. And then at the, at the time, it was like 10 30, 11 or some shit. I don't know. It was late at night. And, uh, you know, so I will everything. And I thought to myself, okay, do I unpack now or unpack tomorrow? I was like, let me just unpack now. Um, if I unpack now, I just start brand new tomorrow and don't have to worry about the damn thing tomorrow. Just wake up, get my bake up, get my cake up, maybe go to the gym, go hang out with the girl at the time and just, you know, enjoy spring break and everything else will take care of itself. We're in COVID-19. So I think at the time everything was still kind of open. And everyone was like, uh, what do we do? I don't know. What do we do? Type of ordeal. So, um, anyway, I start unpacking and, uh, Willow, um, is a very curious creature. As soon as the door opens, the front door, the back door, she runs out. She checks it out. She runs around. And if it's the front door, you pretty much... Uh, lost her because she would run to neighbors' houses, and I'm talking about three, four houses down, running around in circles in their backyard because they don't have fences, and would make a complete fool of us and the neighbors trying to get her, and she would just smile and laugh at you as you're trying to do it. And that sounds a little cute and, you know, you know sour but sweet type of deal, but um, uh, it... it it would become, oh, and my girl at the time was an expert at catching her all the time. Don't know how she did it, but she did it. But, um, she, uh, Willow would get into the bad habit of chasing cards. And, uh, obviously that scares anyone. Um, um, that scares anyone. And, um, so, uh, I let her out thinking to myself, okay, um, it's 10 30, 11 at night. No one's out. And she's usually pretty good, um, with me lately about when I take her out, she doesn't run. Then again, I haven't been home in a long, in a while. So I miscalculated that and um, and I also forgot that earlier in the day she ran out and chased after a car and almost got herself killed. Um, and so um, she's doing a good job so far. She's following me around outside my car, staring at me. I'm unpacking and uh, at the time I think I already said goodnight to my girl and you know, it was everyone's about to wind down, said goodnight to everyone, and just um, about to take my stuff upstairs. And uh, first thing I started with was my dirty laundry, and I just 
put it in the washing machine already, get that bitch started, and by the time it's done, um, I'll probably be done unpacking anyway, and I'll just put it in the dryer and then just unfold it. I don't know why I'm going into detail with this, but anyway, whatever. Um, so I'm in the laundry room, and I'm as I'm unpacking, I'm listening to the Jay-Z, Jay Electronica album. And uh, uh, I'm starting to I get into the habit of, you know, looking up the lyrics on Genius and just looking up the double entendres and any clever lyrics they might have said. Because um, I'm a huge fan of that. I'm a huge nerd and geek with wordplay. Uh, with music, and um, at the time, I didn't realize, or I forgot that Willow was still out there, and um, so I'm like, oh my god, Willow's still outside, and I go outside, and like I said, it's nighttime. And no one ever passes through my subdivision at nighttime. Like, no one is ever out during the nighttime. It's completely desert. But not this night. There's a car coming. And Willow looks at me and looks at the car. This is all slow motion at this moment. Um, I, I, I say, Willow... She looks at me and looks at the car again. I go, come on, Willow, come on. Come on, Willow. Looks at me and then starts running. She ran after the car and got stuck behind the back tires. She got run over. And she was flattened out. Right in front of my eyes. She, uh, she was still breathing a little bit. Still breathing heavy and um, went to her in the middle of the street got on my knees and literally screamed Willow as loud as I could I screamed to my parents I yelled they came out we were all crying the lady who ran her over was crying she said she'll come back but she never did and every time we see her she just doesn't even look her way and she just drives by really fast she doesn't even look twice. She blows. There's a stop sign in front of my house. She blows a stop sign every time. And she just turns or just freaking dashes. Uh, but I don't blame her. It's it was my fault. I I let her out when I shouldn't have. And uh, we took her to the emergency room. To the vet emergency room, obviously. And uh, she was dead. And uh, my girl was there. Everyone was crying. And I just... I just killed my dad's dog, basically. I just destroyed the happiness of our family because she was... Like no other dog we had, she played around, she loved to play, she was very curious. She would make a toy out of a simple uh, chancla of, a, of a, a sandal and she would just play. She would see a mirror and she would bark at herself and play around with herself in the mirror. She would dash around the yard every time I cut the grass, we would run together. And I took responsibility because I was the one who let the door open and let her out. And to this day, every time, every Friday night, every night around 11, 10.30, I always think about that night. Every time I see the lady's car 
think about it. And Willow is the picture that's on my podcast. Willow story. And uh, I blamed myself wholeheartedly and that was just completely the last straw for me on everything. I was sick and tired of messing everything up in my life. I was sick and tired of always having the opposite of Midas touch and destroying and killing and everything. All my stresses that I had, was that was the last one. That was just the one that would just put me over the edge. I was self-destructive, not only to myself, but around my family, and also in my relationship. And in that week, not only did I lose my dog, but I also lost my best friend, and I lost um, someone I love very much. Uh, because I destroyed and ruined our relationship over my uh, irrational acts. You think something would make you feel better and you do something stupid and that seven years is thrown out the window. And that week, I have never let my depression, anxiety, take such control of me, not even that week, those six, however months, no, even till now, or I guess up until October, I let it destroy me, kill me, everything. I stopped trying and everything. I tried to save my relationship. That was the only thing I tried, and everything else was just background noise. But it was too late. I already self-destructed too much, and I already opened a hole that no matter how much rope someone threw to me, I would burn the rope I burned the rope of someone that I love the most, and I burned the rope of my family members, and obviously I still have my family members. But it's just painful knowing what I did, knowing how I self-destructed in those months, and how much pain and agony I kept continuing on, and how much victim game playing I was doing. I destroyed I destroyed essentially myself. Constant darkness. I kept blaming. Every day on me, I wanted to die. It, it just didn't seem... Nothing's, nothing made sense to me. So when I graduated college, I felt empty. <laughs> after seven years, after what I've been through at what cost at what cost you know for those six months after Willow's death and me completely spiraling out of control I played um, victim and just stopped trying in interviews stopped trying in everything and just it was just upsetting and horrible. It was like a knife that just kept on twisting deep into your soul. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think about that day all the time, that week all the time. And I'm doing my best to move on. But it's kind of hard to move on sometimes when you really know you really completely changed the whole course of your life in that one week. 
you know, just everything flipped 180. Everything. Every aspir every relationship aspiration that I had gone. Um, every aspiration that I had for myself after graduation gone. Ev everything that I've ever wanted to accomplish essentially at the time was gone and I just felt empty, numb, stuck in this horrible boot loop of Groundhog's Day. It wasn't until October where I had to kind of smack myself in the face and just kind of say, okay, man, let's analyze the hows, whys, and wheres. You're by yourself now. And it's been a process. It's been a process. I mean, it's April now. It's been six, seven months uh, by myself. Um, I mean, I still have my family. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, like, um, you know, uh, I had to analyze everything I've done wrong in the past, everything I've done right. In the past, everything that I've learned, even though how much I struggled in my engineering career, what I learned, what I didn't learn, what I didn't like, how can I improve, everything in my relationship, what I didn't like, what I did like, and I'm saying uh, like and didn't like from my standpoint, like my behavior, like okay, I didn't like how I behaved in this instant, I didn't like how I behaved when this happened, I don't like how I behaved when that, I stopped magnifying my flaws and magnifying the solutions to my flaws um, and because of Willow even though I felt like her death was kind of unnecessary it was in a way a wake up call to me and me losing my best friend um, was al was also kind of a wake up call to be like, okay, this is not normal for someone to act when things go wrong. When things go wrong, especially when you're trying to be the future man of the house or the man in any instance. Or just man or woman, you should never let your emotions get the best of you and should never act irrational and let things get to you. And I feel like many times people with mental illness and um, that deal with anxiety, depression, bipolar, uh, from my experience in the psych unit and from my experience from um, people who have had it, we tend to act irrational or even regular people, we tend to act irrational when, you know, our back is up against the wall. And it, it takes a special kind of person to kind of just isolate those types of factors and just kind of focus on the real problem on hand. Um, and that's one thing I didn't do. Um, in fact, I... Instead of adding, I subtracted from my life, um, but not in a positive way. But I'm hoping this event, or that, or Willow's event, has changed my life for the better. Sometimes I do struggle to understand why things happen. I mean, let me just also make this very clear. There are people out there who lost their father at a younger age, you know, 19, 18, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, whatever age, lost their father, lost their mother um, due to some either horrible accident um, or horrible tragedy or horrible disease. And have gone through their own battles and kudos to them um, I'm not saying my situation is the complete worst you might have it way worse than I do um, 
I'm not going to get into that game of playing pity party. That's your pain and your life that doesn't take away from my pain in my life and vice versa. And to someone even um, who might think, oh, you know what? You had a way worse than me. Uh, that's not going to take away from your pain either. You know, it's it's we're all going through life. We're all going to have our own ways of experiencing pain, and we're all going to learn our lessons um, one way or the other. You know, we're either going to learn it the hard way, the medium hard way, the easy hard way, or the semi-medium hard way, or the easy way for the lucky people. You know, um, it was it was a very painful experience and time but you know what from an essence uh, it may have not been the best thing or no hold on it may have been the best thing um, for me all I can say is was for sure the best thing for um, the other side of the relationship um, found her uh, youth and uh, found herself again which is amazing kudos um, for me it, I'm still I'm happy for the steps I've taken um, I'm happy how far I've came um, to be honest I was the one that needed fixing so obviously my journey and road is going to be a little bit different. Um, I don't want to say necessarily more difficult. No, everyone's got their own shit, like I said, but different. Um, and taking it day by day, you know, it's just the best thing I can do. No matter how much it hurts, you know, no matter how much you miss that little furball, or no matter how much I miss the little furball, my little dog. No matter how many nights I cry, no matter how many times I see it repeating in my head. Life gave me one thing, you know, and I acted another way. You know, it was a test, and I failed. I failed the test, guys. I failed. In that time, in that instance, God or whoever you believe in, um, Buddha, um, Allah, wait, no, Allah is God, uh, Jesus, um, whatever your religion, or if you just believe in the universe, fate tested me and I failed. I fell into my insecurities, I fell into temptation, I fell into the pressure um, and I let people down but like I said I'm not here for pity I'm not here for sympathy I'm the last person that deserves any of that um, I'm here for action I'm here to spread the message and, and establish credibility and to show that hey I fuck up too Okay, it's not always going to be me signaling or, you know, being flashy on Instagram or on Snapchat or Twitter or whatever. You know, I'm I'm human. I have flaws and I'm showing you my flaws and I'm showing you my vulnerabilities to show that it's okay to have these types of struggles as long as you are willing to analyze your issues and focus on the solutions. So that whenever you are tested, you won't fail. So that whenever you're put in a situation where you're in a high pressure situation, you know, things aren't going your way, you know, you're fighting with your boyfriend, you're fighting with your girlfriend or wife, husband, you know, something going on with your kids or um, something going on with your family, you know, school, career, job, whatever's going on. That you keep strong to your moral code and you keep strong. And you don't let your, whether it's your mental health, mental illness, 
insecurities, temptations get the best of you and you don't act irrational. Because what I did, guys, was irrational. And 2020 was a whole... Uh, pfft, you want to ask, oh, what did I accomplish from my 2020 uh, list? Let me just say uh, the exact opposite. Not one thing that I accomplished from that list. Uh, everything completely backfired. And if you're asking about my 2021 list, mind your own business. Shit, focus on yours. Nah, I'm just playing. Uh, but if I'm being honest, it's not going well either. But it's a day-by-day -day process, isn't it? You're going to have your good days and you're going to have your bad days. The important part is that you try to have... Huh. I was going to say, the important part is that you try to have more good days than bad days. But to be quite honest, I don't think um, that's possible. I think you're going to have more gray, more middle days where you're just like, eh. You know, and so I guess you're just trying to maximize um, the good days. And maybe I'm wrong. You know, 26, what do I know? You know, shit, every time. I come home from work. I work as a medical assistant at a foot clinic. I always hear some type of story from, you know, um, people who are 80, 90 years old. All they tell me is to stop drinking. And I don't know who they think I am, but I don't drink. If I do drink, it's tequila. Um, but even then... Um, It's funny because all the time, they they always tell me, "Oh, you you young kids, you guys are crazy, drinking all the time, smoking, having sex all the time. You guys better watch out. It's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you. You don't want to lose a toe. You don't want to lose a foot." And it's like, whoa. <laughs> you can definitely tell that they've been through some shit. So I'm gonna listen to them because I am done going through my shit. And I understand that I'm never going to be done going through my shit. But the least amount of shit I can deal with, the better, right? I mean, we all have enough things on our plate. We don't need to add any more. We don't have to act tough. We don't have to make our Google calendar all flashy with so many events. You know, what's wrong with just being alone, being by yourself for an hour and not being on your phone? You know, what's, you know, what's wrong with just being... By yourself, no music, no nothing, nothing going on for a couple hours. Nothing's wrong with that. Be at peace. I'm sorry, guys. At this point, I'm just emotional. I had to stop this podcast a couple times to kind of just catch myself together and with some tears and just kind of um, stop and play, stop and play, add some jokes and just kind of help myself out through this. Um, but moral of the story, if you guys are still listening, is life's going to come at you fast. And when it does, I hope you guys are prepared. And I hope we stay strong for the tough times. Because to be honest, guys, anyone can pick the easy way out. Anyone could break up a relationship or get a divorce or um, ruin things or take the easy way out. That's the easy way. I mean, it's... Doing the right thing and staying strong is supposed to be hard. You know? Because if it wasn't hard, then we would live in a um, in a very peaceful world, but obviously we don't, and a lot of people choose the the easy way. That's just how it is. 
you know. But you stick strong, stay close to your guns, be grateful for what you have. Things will hopefully work out for you one way or the other. We're about, I think, 112 days or something like that into the new year. Things are kind of starting to normalize with these vaccines. I mean, I don't even know what normal life is for me personally. Like I said, I've been just kind of stuck in a boot loop. My Groundhog's Day. Uh, But I hope that's not the case for you. I hope you guys have already been tested and have passed and you already know that life's going to come at you again. And I hope that this kind of gave you perspective and insight to say, okay, you know what? I got to get better at handling myself when situations arise or when the when the pressure is high or when, um, when the pressure's coming and, you know, you know, the pocket's collapsing and people are in your face, people are yelling at you, people are coming after you and you don't fold under pressure. Because me, I'm tired of folding under pressure. I'm tired of it. I am tired of it. I'm tired of feeling weak afterwards and choosing the easy way out and lashing out and just not being a rational human being when things go wrong. I mean, the goal in life is to be peace within yourself. If you have peace, then nothing in the world can bring you down. You know, just peace within yourself. No matter what you're doing in life, whether you're a cook, a dishwasher, a nurse who's working five shifts at the ER, an engineer, um, an entrepreneur, um, a salesman, insurance salesman, whatever title you have, construction, whatever, it doesn't matter as long it doesn't matter the title, the status. The money, well, yeah, actually, I'm not going to lie. The money does kind of matter. I mean, shit, it's the reason I picked software engineering. I'm trying to make money so that I can, you know, do the stuff I want to do, you know, shit. Um, I've never been the nine-to-five type of guy. I hate working. Um, I don't do my own stuff. You know, I feel like we all just had, a, you know, financially stable and independent. We all be free to do things we want to do. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's a topic for a different time. But none of of that stuff should matter for me. It does, but whatever. Like I said, I'm working on it. Um, Peace. Peace within yourself is what matters the most. If someone's at peace, when things get hot, when things come at you, you will act accordingly and you will put your faith and trust in God, whoever you believe in, the universe or yourself or whatever you want to believe, and you will not act rational and you will get through it because I know you will and I know you guys are strong people. I believe in all of you. I hope you guys are doing well and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This episode was very hard for me. It was a little longer. Uh, Very hard. Um, But because of Willow, I'm seeing life differently. Because of what happened after that, I'm being more grateful with the people in my life and lowering my ego and my expectations of life. And just trying to find peace within myself and just trying to live off of that peace. And in terms of my career identity and or career and identity, I'm not going to let those overlap. I'm just going to let the chips fall from what they... I don't even know how the fucking saying goes. I'm so fucked. Um, Just let them fall where they may. Um, And in terms of love... I can only hope for the best, right? But if not, then I guess I'll do what I can control. I'll do what I can in the 
in that aspect and I'll let the guy upstairs take care of it. Um, fate will decide the rest. Which is another thing I'm struggling very hard to believe in. But okay, I'm done yapping. I'm rambling at this point. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please follow, share, like, whatever. Um, not whatever. Um, please let me know how I did. Let me know if you enjoyed this. Let me know if you hated it. I really, uh, I was going to say I really don't care, but I really do care. Um just from a standpoint of like, okay, what can I do better? And what did you enjoy and what can I keep doing? Anyway, you guys have a great day. I'm going to go to sleep. I have work in five hours. Good night. <laughs>